0: this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox.org 20 thousand leagues under the seas by jules verne first part chapter 19 venicoro this dreadful sight was the first of a whole series of maritime catastrophes that the nautilus would encounter on its run when it plied more heavily traveled seas we often saw wrecked hulls rotting in mid-water, and farther down, cannons, shells, anchors, chains, and a thousand other iron objects rusting away. Meanwhile, continuously swept along by the Nautilus, where we lived in near isolation, we raised the Tuamotu Islands on December 11th, that old, dangerous group, associated with a French global navigator, Commander Bougainville. It stretches from Doucet Island to Lazareff Island over an area of 500 leagues, from the east-southeast to the west-northwest, between latitude 13 degrees 30 minutes and 23 degrees 50 minutes south, and between longitude 125 degrees 30 minutes and 151 degrees 30 minutes west, This island group covers a surface area of 370 square leagues, and it's made up of some 60 subgroups, among which we noted the Gambier group, which is a French protectorate. The islands are coral formations. Thanks to the work of polyps, a slow but steady upheaval will someday connect these islands to each other. Later on, this new island will be fused to its neighboring island groups and a fifth continent will stretch from New Zealand and New Caledonia as far as the Marquesa's islands. The day I expounded this theory to Captain Nemo, he answered me coldly, "'The earth doesn't need new continents, but new men!' Sailor's luck led the Nautilus straight to Raou Island, one of the most unusual in this group, which was discovered in 1822 by Captain Bell aboard the Minerva so I was able to study the madreporic process that has created the islands in this ocean. Madrepores, which one must guard against confusing with precious coral, clothe their tissue in a limestone crust, and their variations in structure have led my famous mentor, Professor Milne Edwards, to classify them into five divisions. The tiny microscopic animals that secrete this clippery live by the billions in the depths of their cells. Their limestone deposits build up into rocks, reefs, islets, islands. In some places they form atolls, a circular ring surrounding a lagoon or a small inner lake that gaps place in contact with the sea. Elsewhere they take the shape of barrier reefs, such as those that exist along the coasts of New Caledonia, and several of the Tuamotu Islands. In still other localities, such as Réunion Island and the island of Mauritius, they build fringing reefs, high, straight walls next to which the ocean's depth is considerable. While cruising along only a few cable lengths from the underpinning of Réau Island, I marveled at the gigantic piece of work accomplished by these microscopic laborers. These walls were the express achievements of madrepores known by the names fire coral, finger coral, star coral, and stony coral. These polyps grow exclusively in the agitated strata at the surface of the sea, and so it's in the upper reaches that they begin these substructures which sink little by little together with the secreted rubble binding them. This, at least, is the theory of Mr. Charles Darwin, who thus explains the formation of atolls, a theory superior, in my view, to the one that says these madriporic edifices sit on the summits of mountains or volcanoes submerged a few feet below sea level. I could observe these strange walls quite closely, Our sounding lines indicated that they dropped perpendicularly for more than 300 meters, and our electric beams made the bright limestone positively sparkle. In reply to a question Conseil asked me about the growth rate of these colossal barriers. I thoroughly amazed him by saying that scientists put it at an eighth of an inch per biennium. "Uh, "'Therefore,' he said to me, "'to build these walls, it took—' 192,000 years, my gallant conseil, which significantly extends the biblical days of creation. What's more, the formation of coal, in other words, the petrification of forests swallowed by floods, and the cooling of basaltic rocks, likewise call for a much longer period of time. I might add that those days in the Bible must represent whole epochs, and not literally the lapse of time between two sunrises, because, according to the Bible itself, the sun doesn't date from the first day of creation. When the Nautilus returned to the surface of the ocean, I could take in rayao Island over its whole flat, wooded expanse. Obviously its Madriporic rocks had been made fertile by tornadoes and thunderstorms. One day, carried off by a hurricane from neighboring shores, some seed fell onto these limestone beds mixing with decomposed particles of fish and marine plants to form vegetable humus propelled by the waves a coconut arrived on this new coast its germ took root its tree grew tall catching steam off the water a brook was born little by little vegetation spread tiny animals worms insects Rode ashore on tree trunks, snatched from islands to windward. Turtles came to lay their eggs, birds nested in the young trees. In this way animal life developed, and drawn by the greenery and fertile soil, man appeared. And that's how these islands were formed—the immense achievement of microscopic animals. Near evening, Rayau Island melted into the distance, and the Nautilus noticeably changed course. After touching the Tropic of Capricorn at longitude 135 degrees, it headed west-northwest, going back up the whole intertropical zone. Although the summer heat lavished its rays on us, we never suffered from the heat, because 30 or 40 meters underwater, the temperature didn't go over 10 degrees to 12 degrees centigrade. By December 15th, we had left the alluring Society Islands in the west likewise elegant Tahiti, queen of the Pacific. In the morning I spotted this island's lofty summits a few miles to leeward. Its waters supplied excellent fish for the tables on board—mackerel, bonito, albacore, and a few varieties of that sea-serpent named the moray eel. The Nautilus had cleared eighty-one hundred miles. We logged nine thousand seven hundred and twenty miles when we passed between the Tonga Islands, where crews from the Argo, Port-au-Prince, and Duke of Portland had perished, and the island group of Samoa, scene of the slaying of Captain de Langla, friend of that long-lost navigator, the Count de la Perouse. Then we raised the Fiji Islands, where savages slaughtered sailors from the Union as well as Captain Bureau, commander of the Darling Josephine out of Nantes, France. Extending over an expanse of 100 leagues north to south, and over 90 leagues east to west, this island group lies between latitude 2 degrees and 6 degrees south, and between longitude 174 degrees and 179 degrees west. It consists of a number of islands, islets, and reefs.